This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. So I was actually hoping to get some helpful thoughts from you today, Michelle. As you know, I'm going through a bit of a transitional period with my work. I'm going through a huge transitional period of <laughs> my work where it doesn't kind of look like anything I've done before and it's equal parts exciting and a bit terrifying. <laughs> I like the way you say it's equal parts. That actually sounds good. Sometimes it can be more well, <laughs> terrifying and less exciting because it's just so terrifying and the fear can overrun. So the fact that it's equal parts, is that true? I got to say, you've you've called me out there because in my head I was thinking a different ratio and then I thought it would sound really negative to say that it's like 10% exciting. Um But as a self-employed person, as all of us artists, we're self-employed, we're running our own business, and I know both you and I have also been self-employed in other industries, in other careers previously. We've been doing this for decades now. I think there's some percentage of you that's unsettled and just sort of assessing the environment, looking around, thinking... Am I doing the right thing? Am I going in the right direction? Is this working? And I had an experience where I was working on one of the other things I do, which is working with artists and their words. And I had a really great experience. I'm going, oh, this feels great. I'm getting great outcomes doing this kind of work. And then I go back to the studio and I feel like a dum-dum. Yep, yep. I just feel like nothing's working out. And I think, what... Well, am I putting my energy in the wrong... Maybe I should just quit this art thing and just focus on the thing that feels a little easier. Yeah. We must all think about quitting at yeah. some time or another. Oh. What do you think about that? Well, I will tell you that for me, it was not just one time at one time or another. It was several times along the way. Because especially when you have had wins in other areas of your life, it's extremely frustrating, I think, to come into this world of identity shifts of doing new stuff, I don't know what I'm doing, and the feeling of not knowing what you're doing and starting from ground zero is daunting. And you're like, this could be a really bad idea. I think that the protection mechanisms that our brain has is like, this is definitely a bad idea. This does not feel yeah. good. It does not feel certain. It feels unknown. It feels uncomfortable. And then there's all that self-talk of like, surely this is not going to give you a good result. And it certainly isn't going to give you a good result quickly. I think that's the yes. other part that's yeah. super frustrating is we want quick wins. We want quick results. We want to have these beautiful finished paintings right away. And it's just, it's hard. And I think... Yeah, yeah. I can count. Actually, I probably can't count how many times I was always thinking this can't be good. So I had an 80, 20 percent. I had 80 percent can't be good. 20 percent. There must be a little bit of hope. So I definitely felt like for me, without grabbing onto that 20 percent of hope in a really big way, 
so that it could overcome the 80% doubt, I wouldn't have what I call survived that really uncertain period of not knowing who I was, what did I stand for in my art and all of that stuff that comes with it. See, that's so interesting because um, you touched on it right there, that period where you don't know what you stand for or what, what your art's about when you're really in that messy middle unknown stage and when you kind of spiral in that I think the reason you think about quitting and I think about quitting is that you kind of forget why you even started why you're doing this (laughs) what was I thinking yes because I mean the artist process way is it's it is hard I mean it's And the thing is, there's no one that's going to come and save you. There's no one who's going to be like, look, here, if you just do this one thing, it's going to all work out. It's not like that at all. And it's up to you to pull yourself up. And I think I've said many times in other areas of talking with artists, it's one of the most personal development things I've ever personally done because Mm -hmm. you're becoming someone through the journey you have to pick yourself up over and over and over um yes and i think that it's two levels down because on on the first level when you have a job in an organization Mm -hmm. you show up to work and you kind of get a tick for doing that yes like you get paid maybe if you don't do anything more than that over time they might say you know i'm not sure this is the right place for you but But you get a tick for showing up but you show up you get a tick you do that to your best ability and generally that's that's great and i think then when you're working for yourself like i said before and running your own business that's now you need to be the one Mm -hmm. to provide the structure you need to be the one to say to give yourself the tick for showing up. Yeah. But I also think that making things by yourself, so say when you're a painter versus, say, the kind of creative work that you do for clients. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a slight difference there because I've worked previously for clients, you've worked previously mm. for clients in creative endeavors, and you do have those moments of self-doubt, but you all ho- also have someone to serve. So when you refocus on the why... You can say, I'm doing this because I want to reach a good outcome for that person, you know, for that product. I want to solve this problem for this person. So you still have a bit of an external focus. When you're in the studio as an artist making paintings that practically no one's waiting for really (laughs) i mean hopefully someone's waiting yeah but but in the beginning nobody it could be next week or the week after could be months away completely defined by yourself the the reality is that it's us in a room with ourselves yeah yeah it's it's intense it's it's intense and and i think the first step you know is getting to know yourself and remembering who you really are which i think we've talked about where you know people who maybe have done a profession or maybe they spent time with their kids and they've given up a lot of that like me time to really know what they love so there's this unpacking Mm. of things that has to happen but it's remembering why you're doing it in the first place that becomes critical So tell me about that. You know, 
I think the thing that happens is you get the far, the farther along you get in your journey, you just forget those little important things. And one of the things that became really important for me was to paint a picture of what do I actually want my art career to be about? What do I actually care about? What do I what do I envision? How do I want to show up? How do I like how do I want to show up every day, but also what's my end game? What's the long game? What am I in it for? And so what I ended up doing was I started looking at like, well, who are examples of artists that I love their trajectory, like where they went with life and what they were doing? Or And then I even looked at really, really top end artists of how far can I go? How far do I want to go? And I think mm-hmm. we put ourselves in these boxes of not really dreaming very big. Mm-hmm. And because we're like, oh, well, how could I possibly do that? I just made the crappiest painting yesterday. How could I even dream about getting in a museum or a gallery or anything really high level? And maybe that's not for everybody. But for me, I was thinking, how, how far can I go? How far do I want to go? What would I, how would I want to do that? How many pieces would I want to make a year? That's really big thinking, you know, just yeah. really painting that picture of what would it look like? What could it look like? Because there's yeah. a lot of different models out there in terms of there's different levels of artists who create minimal amount of work but they do these massively explosive things and then there's people who create lots of lots of production more oriented work where they produce a lot of work you know I like to create a lot of work Mm -hmm. but I'm I wanted to really start defining how I actually wanted to spend my days that would give me a balanced life because I was I was really looking at how does this fit into my whole life how does this how does this affect all pieces of it okay yep so it became part of painting a picture of what does that lifestyle look like for me that I would be really excited about that would also give me some goals to aspire to that maybe would be way far away five years even ten years Um, not necessarily saying that that's the end goal but wow that would be really cool if I could do this you know and of course along the way you always find out oh maybe I didn't really want that but at least you can start painting some pictures and so so I always had my eye on that little 20% of hope I Mm -hmm. had my eye on the vision of what that could be like so what I'm hearing so far is you're creating a vision of what your body of work could look like and I guess kind of how it can appear in the world. I think one of the things that I did was look at who were who were some of the top artists in the world. Literally, this is mm-hmm. how big. Because I always figure, you know, you can always go to the moon. Doesn't mean you're gonna go to the <laughs> go moon. Go big or go home. Go big or go <laughs> home. So I was looking at like who are the top artists, you know, that are that are people that I admire. Now, again, Mm -hmm. everyone's got their own journey in art. I was just looking for uh, examples of people who were doing really amazing things, really, really Mm -hmm. amazing things. Looking at what they're, you know, where were they showing in the world? What sizes were they? What what kind of impact? It gets you excited kind of art. Wow, wouldn't that be awesome? Because if Mm -hmm. you have a, for me, if I have a dream of like, well, I'd love to just paint a big painting, you know, like it's just not big enough for me to get excited Mm -hmm. about but this is where it comes into personal preference and what you're really interested in right because yeah everybody's goals are different yep yep I gotta say I'm not sure that 
thinking about that kind of big vision would, <laughs> would, would help, help me when I'm struggling in that moment in the day. I'm like, well, five rooms in a museum filled with entire wall size paintings is a great vision, but I can't get this A4 piece to hang together in a way that right. I don't want to throw it in the bin. that seems like a big leap do you think maybe it's just some people are going to be inspired by the really big I do think that it's a personal thing on what you're inspired by for your vision and it goes Mm. back to the why are you creating in the first place like I want to have an artist lifestyle in my life full stop there's no option yeah and what is the artist lifestyle because I love that I love the idea that it's the process. It is the process. It's it's how you show up in the studio. Do you like to go for walks in the morning before you show up in the studio? Do you like to drink your tea? Do you like to have a cup of coffee with your partner? Like, what what does your actual day look like? And I know that sounds really basic because I just talked about living the life of the, the big vision. But in order to get big visions, we have to learn how to show up every day and tackle that one little thing so I think for me too the other part that has been important is really learning how to not be attached to that 1A4 as the end result and to make that mean that I wasn't really good at what I was doing it it meant Mm -hmm. that I was still learning you know and I still feel like I show up in the studio and I'm still learning so Mm -hmm. I have adapted I don't know at what point it happened but I um, adapted this adventurous mindset into my Mm. daily practice that knew that today was not the day that I was going to be in a museum or a gallery you know what I mean it was like today was just about being adventurous and showing up as my as, as authentic as I can be and listening to this internal gut feeling rather than outside influences so that I could quiet all the noise and just listen to what was really true inside, right? Oh, I love this, yep. The adventurous mindset allowed me to detach from that Mm -hmm. outcome of things sucking because they still suck. My studio still has days where it's like, well, that sucks. That's not what I was hoping it would do, but oh well really learning how to be unattached because the thing that's really cool is that if you keep at things you can actually get good at things you didn't become a good writer because you woke up one day and you were just a great writer you became a great writer because you showed up you kept working on it you kept learning about it you kept really noodling with what it takes to be a good writer am i right yeah and the same thing is with art you can if you just keep practicing and showing up Um, and practice the adventure of it, practice the adventure in the day, then eventually those days just add up and pretty soon you've just up-leveled yourself in a way you didn't even notice, you know? And we talked about being in transition periods and that I'm, I'm moving into doing something that looks quite different from what I've done in the past. If I go back to the very first little paintings I was doing and posting on Instagram yeah. two to three years ago. What I'm trying to create now is a lot more nuanced and kind of complex. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to combine different techniques and ideas. So I've increased the challenge level for myself mm-hmm. and 
So it's, you know, not surprising that because we're wanting to grow that we create these situations where we feel like beginners because we're not sitting in one place. We're continuing to move ahead. That's what happens when we show up every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it is, I mean, look at, you're tackling harder questions. You're tackling harder problems, you know, and it's, it's not just technique. It's not just learning how to paint. You're tackling like, what am I all about? What does that yeah. look like? And because it's you, there isn't anyone who can say, you're all about this. You just do this and oh, this. Oh, I wish. Oh, I wish <laughs> you could just go along somewhere and say, please, can you tell me what I'm all about? And yeah, give me the answer. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so interesting what you said, having a vision and then understanding how that fits in day-to-day life. And then make that connection with the idea of the artist lifestyle. And I think it's interesting because I'm not sure how much people across the spectrum of jobs think about that, their life and their work in a very integrated way. And perhaps that's something that really appeals to us as artists. And that's where we start doing this kind of work because when you get to a point in life where you're feeling a disconnect, between how you're spending your so-called work time mm-hmm. versus how you're spending your leisure time or other time and you start to want to create a more integrated yeah sort of wholehearted life yeah where what your work is becomes kind of an expression of your life so that's the artist's lifestyle isn't it it's certainly why I started this and I can imagine for you and for others as well is because we want to have our work to be more expressive of us as a whole person and our life as a, a kind of a work of art. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole package, which is why having it become so integrated with the lifestyle, like it is a reflection of everything, isn't it? Mm. It's a reflection of all that curiosity. and that. But that's why I think when you, as artists, and I'm saying this from my own perspective, of course, when we learn to accept, like, I might not be good today, I might not even be good tomorrow, but if I could do this for a while until I got good enough, I might actually have a life I really want to be in all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really powerful. And when you talk about that ties in, I think, with practicing an adventurous mindset, having an adventurous value the life value of adventurousness and you can also say curiosity it might be exploration but I think when you get to a point where where those kind of values if those kind of values are important to To you you, are high up in your list adventure curiosity then it makes sense you want to build a life craft a life where your daily routine involves going into a studio or going into a creative space taking risks not knowing because that's where the adventure and the curiosity and the exploration happens yeah yeah and you know at that point you actually can't fail because as long as you're exploring and being adventurous you've 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 got the tick for the day exactly and I think um that's the other thing is you know I think there comes to this point of reckoning where for me, I was I really start going, okay, being adventurous is the goal. It's mm. it's the daily goal. How do I be kind to myself so I allow myself to show up and do that 
when I know the outcome's not going to be good a lot of the times. I mean, it's really, it's an uncomfortable place to be in. So I would say to anyone who's listening, if adventure is not a key thing or freedom, you know, creative freedom isn't really important, this might not be for you. And I'm saying that Mm -hmm. like, because you have to really grapple with these things. But at the same time, just because you're not comfortable with it doesn't mean you can't get there. I wasn't comfortable with it in the beginning. I was annoyed. Yeah. I was so <laughs> annoyed. I was angry. I was like, I was on the top of my game. And now I'm like, I am nothing, you know, and it's yeah. annoying Starting feeling that zero. way. Starting from zero. Yeah. So it's the practice of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I know I've probably said that before, but it is this practice. But I really think for me, having it be an adventure was like the way that I tricked my mind in thinking it was a good idea to do this on a daily basis again and again and again, you know, because yeah. I still show up in the studio like that and I still make things and I'm like, oh, darn it, I ruined you. Oh, well, let's see if we can find another one like you, you know. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like you get up and get on the roller coaster every day. And I was thinking, oh, is that a good analogy? Because who wants to ride the same roller coaster every day? But that's the fun thing. It's not it's the same never. roller coaster. It's a different roller coaster <laughs> every day. Totally different roller coaster. So if you're not a roller coaster person, maybe not. <laughs> and and again, I think that the beginning parts, because when you're transitioning, you know, there's more down days than there are good days. And so it's extra mm. hard and it's, it's much easier to say, yeah, I'm just not that good. I'm probably not cut out for this. Mm. I think it's way easier to do that. But yeah. I think it's more painful because you'll live in regret, not knowing if you could have just stuck with it true you know it's it's for me this is going to be a little bit of a silly analogy because I'm not into sports and anyone who knows me knows I'm not a big huge sports girl my whole family sports (laughs) but like for me quitting softball and baseball you know at age 10 it was okay it wasn't it wasn't my thing you know yeah but quitting on my art when it's been this thing I've been pursuing for my whole life it it would have been regret for me it would have been something that would have haunted me. Do I regret quitting the baseball team? Sometimes, but it's not a big regret. You know, it's not important as a makeup of a human being. But quitting on my art would have been disastrous. I think that's a bit of a hint that if something keeps knocking at the door, even when you try to quit it, it's when you can't quit it. Wish you could, but a week later, a month later, you're like, oh, maybe I could just... Then it's something to pursue. I think... When we talk about our whys, reflecting on what you've said when you have something that you already have some expertise in, so you get that kind of win feeling Mm -hmm. from some other kind of work and then you've got this thing where you're a beginner and it feels awkward. Mm -hmm. And often if that other area of work that you've done before, paid and unpaid work, if you've got other people who are saying, oh, I really need you, this is really great, and you're getting that validation, Mm. it can be really mm, seductive to give your energy there rather than this really uncertain, completely alone, you know, from the outside, people are like, what is going on in there? Because you've been in there for months and I'm not seeing it. Yeah, yeah. And so here's, here's the other thing is, just a spoiler alert, I have to say, the outside world is saying, give me an outcome right now. 
And it's really daunting to actually tell the outside world, um, no, I'm not going to do that for you. I am going to sink in a little bit further. I'm going to look like a crazy person to you. And I'm just going to focus on feeding my soul right now. You know, it's yeah. it's really hard, but it's actually absolutely critical because it's, I don't want to say it's the reckoning, but it's that point of like, if you don't stand up for yourself and really say this is important to me for yourself mm. by yourself with no one else backing you up no one's gonna back you up mm-hmm. you know it's and it's that's why it's so hard because it's really confronting you're like boy the outside world is saying this isn't a good idea the inside world is saying this isn't a good idea <laughs> you know these solutions aren't working you're not getting results you're looking like an idiot you're making a lot of mistakes yeah. you definitely don't know what you're doing you can't possibly have a good outcome from this it's definitely not going to come in the near future like there's all these things that just pile on and pile on to the point of like that little why just gets buried on these piles of things right yeah yeah Exactly. What I have been reflecting on was in the moment of being in the studio and being in this this horrible kind of transition state where you're not sure of anything and you're not really confident with what you're doing, you don't know what the outcome may or may not be, you can kind of look back at that work where you were getting that kind of input with rose-tinted glasses. Yeah, 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 definitely. You're like... I think, do you know what I mean? So I can sit here now and go, oh, working working with creative clients. Oh, it was, why don't what? I just go back and do that? If I cast my mind back yep. <laughs> three, four yep. years, maybe I could think about what I was thinking at the time, which led me to start pursuing art. As fulfilling as that work is, and as much as I enjoyed it, I felt like something was missing. missing. Yes. Yeah, I felt I was doing all this work helping others articulate and achieve and express in the world their stories and their art and their visions I think you can take that apply that to a lot of different like I said paid and unpaid work like you're helping others live the life that they want want to live so they've got their why and you're uh, a support of that which can be great but something was missing I'm thinking when do I get to be the one who's supported and enabled to you know tell my story and make my art so in that moment when it's hard as you said Michelle come back to why did I start down this path and is that reason when I think about it still as important to me when I can really focus in on that and and that particular reason is still as important to me so if I turned back now in another two years three years ten years I don't know on my deathbed you'd be knocking (laughs) I'd be saying oh I wish I just kept going then because that was something that I really wanted to Mm explore that's something I really wanted to see the other side of yes know what was yes. there and mm. and I think that when I say reckoning I that's what I mean like it's it re- the reckoning is getting really honest with yourself you know it's not necessarily being honest with everyone else yet but it's really being honest with yourself and looking at things from the real point of view not a rose-colored glasses like I love working with artists I love working with design I love all of that 
but I was still having this thing of I wanted to express myself. And if I don't mm-hmm. do that, I know I will live with regret. Staying true to the why and letting that little 20% yeah. of like, this is important, you know, it's got to yeah. overpower all the other stuff that says it's not important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's it's your internal why and, you know, we might be thinking that it 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 doesn't take as much precedence as all those other big external yes. shoulds. But letting your little internal why stand up and say, no, this is, this is worth it. This is worth it. Let's see. Let's see what's the next day and the next day and yeah. hang on to that spirit of adventure and curiosity and exploration. Yeah, and, and just, I guess, when, when you're in that, and I know you're going through some transitional stuff, and on, even as an experienced artist, I still go through this. Just stay curious, stay, stay adventurous you know, try not to put mm-hmm. so much pressure on it being like the end all be all right in that moment. You know, like yeah. it doesn't have to all work out, um, which is really hard to get comfortable with that. And and I think that's the challenge is you have to show up and do things that might not lead to anything that looks tangible, mm-hmm. but it could lead to yep. the exploration of the next thing that is tangible. It's It's being flexible about what the destination might Mm -hmm. be like what the outcome might look like and I think also flexible in terms of what the path will be as long as it's a generally forward momentum which if you're showing up and trying if you're showing up and trying stuff even if it all sucks it's still relevant (laughs) I just want to point that out like yeah if you show up and it sucks it really is relevant it it doesn't feel like it but it really is again if it doesn't work just try something new different process different way of approaching it different technique Mm -hmm. different material different idea there are so many variables to play with and as you say the sky's the limit because as much as you could imagine that's how much flexibility you have so that's exciting yes and terrifying yes yes (laughs) but just just remember we all feel the same way and tomorrow's a new day Thanks for joining our conversation today. We've been talking about how we keep showing up through the hard stuff. So we'd love to know what gets you excited to get back into the studio. Come and tell us on Instagram at unearthingart. And as always, if you're looking for more about the show or anything we've mentioned, you'll find all of that at unearthingart.com. Don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app and we'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.